0: Hey there, this is Riley.
1: And this is Lindsay.
0: And welcome back to The Sofa.
1: This is a place where we're going to couch what we talk about at DIG so that we can get a metaphorical sofa under us and make these conversations a lot easier and more comfortable for us. So,
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're just trying to make sure that whenever you show up to DIG, you can settle down and jump right into the conversations. Uh, so Lindsay, today we're actually talking about lament and uh, we'll actually be really laying the groundwork for what it looks like to prepare for lament and uh, we'll be talking more in depth on that in a couple weeks Uh, but I think really what's important to know is like just kind of for this conversation to define lament and then kind of move into the pieces that we'll be talking about Uh, and and I think really what's important here is that uh, we all really understand lament even if that word is something that's unfamiliar to us right
1: Well, I just have a quick um, analogy to to get going on this because I know like we obviously all know what lament is because this is the moment that we're in. We all are experiencing it currently, but um, it can be a little bit hard to understand. So Mm. have you ever waken up um, in the morning, but you wake up just a couple minutes late and then it just throws off the rest of your day? Mm -hmm.
0: Actually today. I'll tell you about that in a second. Seriously? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh. Well- that is always what I think of when I think of, um, limit because I feel like when I wake up a little bit late, I'm always playing catch up throughout the day. I'm always, um, looking forward to the next thing so that I can get it done. I feel like I never have enough time. Hmm. Um, and how that relates to lament is kind of when, when I'm not centered, when I haven't taken the time to make myself in a good place. Um, and then I try to lament something. Mm. It kind of just is me playing catch up to the rest of my feelings. Mm. Um, when I'm not centered, I'm playing defense and I get overwhelmed. Um, and then when you get to class, once you've woken up late and you like get to class and you're like, finally, I'm here you can't even learn anything because you're just focused on the rest of your day.
0: Wow. So if
1: you want to be in a space where you can lament and you can begin to relearn things, I think you've got to center yourself first. I think that's really important.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think like that word centered is like what I lacked this morning and it was like <laughs> so evident. And I went throughout the day today, like really having to be like, wow, I am so not centered because I just started behind. So I think that's a perfect analogy.
1: Yeah. And like even even when you do like kind of finally feel like you catch up, there is sometimes a moment in the day, even when you wake up late where you're like, okay, like I'm doing fine today. Mm you get to class and you're just sitting and you're trying to learn, but you realize like you're only focused on how you have to be there. Right. But when you really should be focused on like, wow, like this is a gift that I get to come and I get to learn. And I think we can look right. at lament in that way too. Like we always just focus if we're not centered, we focus on like the bad things and how bad it feels, um, which is okay sometimes. Yeah. But I think reframing that, and seeing that how it is a gift and how it can help us through these situations in life is yeah. a really a really necessary
0: thing. Absolutely. So with centering being something that is so important to us, how do we begin to recognize when we are not centered?
1: Well, I think that that can show up in a variety of ways. Um Maybe not all at once, but sometimes it could be all at once, and that would just be a nightmare. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> I think one way that shows up for me is just I have – okay, I, as a person, just have a lot of trouble making decisions. <laughs> sure. I don't really love it. Sure. That um, Enneagram 9. Yes, that's mm-hmm. me. Um, but I feel like when I'm not centered, it's just 10,000 times harder
0: mm. um,
1: because I kind of make decisions too quickly. Mm. Um And I, I think that because like when I'm prioritizing the right things, I, it is hard for me to make decisions. And I know that about myself. So when I'm not centered, I just kind of just jump into things without really thinking about it firsthand. Um, And that is not usually good for me. Mm. Like I'll think about the, the thing that is the most important or that feels the most pressing. Right. But it's really not the most important in the end, and and I learned that the hard way sometimes for right. sure. Right.
0: Right. So for you, like that, that is when I'm disconnected from what's truly the most important in my decision making. Right. I know that I'm not centered. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think I think one of the ways I also know that I'm not centered is. Whenever I um, I'm feeling very vulnerable to the world, and often we talk about vulnerability as this like great thing of like we 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 prize it, we want to be vulnerable with one another. Yeah. Um, but sometimes feeling like you're just like in the world in a vulnerable place of like not being safe, that's when I know. Like whenever I am feeling afraid to um, to engage with people on a deep level, mm-hmm. whenever I am feeling afraid to be alone, man, that's a big one for me. Uh, it's like I am craving this deep connection with God. But I end up kind of like filling that time or my time in general with this surface level connections of people. I kind of grab onto anything that makes me feel safe. And that's whenever I'm doing that, I know that I'm not centered.
1: Right. Cause you're settling for those things instead of the actual thing that you want. <laughs> Absolutely. I think another way that, that I kind of realize that I'm not centered is when I am just kind of at my wits end. I'm so impatient, hmm. um, which Honestly, I kind of struggle with impatience a lot just in my day to day life, too. I um, but I feel like whenever I'm not centered, I am just so forward thinking that I can't even be present wherever I am. Um, it kind of goes back to the um, waking up late analogy right. where. Like when, you're, when you finally get to class, you, you're late, but you're there and you're like, okay, I wasn't prepared for this, but maybe I can over-prepare for the other right. times in Oof. my life. So then you don't listen in class Oof. and so you're not present. And I think that, that that's really like a dangerous mindset to be in when you're lamenting.
0: Absolutely. I understand that. Been too many classes where I was just <laughs> thinking about what I was going to eat afterwards. Yeah,
1: pretty much happens yeah. every day. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that since we've talked so much about what it looks like to not be centered, I think obviously the more important part mm-hmm. for us to figure out and how to live <laughs> on a daily basis is how how do we how do we live when we are centered? How do we live right. out of a place of deep connection with the Lord? And how does that look for us?
0: Right. Yeah. I think maybe we've actually begun with the first step, okay. and I I, I want to bring us a little bit of Harry Potter world. You know. Okay. So you know how in <laughs> Harry Potter he is the only one who is able to name and call out that voldemort is the enemy
1: right and that allows him to
0: actually in the end defeat him because he's able to face what he's afraid of right because it's it's this thing where like the evil in the world if it's something that's unnamed it becomes intangible and it's everywhere and it's nowhere at once and you don't know what to do so maybe the first step is actually naming what it is that we're facing off against
1: yeah absolutely right
0: so i think with this it's like we are able to say like hey these are the ways that I know I'm un- not centered, right? And then maybe even name the specific ways that we're distracted.
1: Yeah. I can really get behind a Harry Potter analogy. Hey, thanks. It's kind of making me want to name it right now.
0: Yeah. Well, what is it for you?
1: It's my homework. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that sounds so crazy, but whenever I'm out, I'm, t- I'm living out of a place that where I am not Even remotely centered, I just dive headfirst into my homework because you know there's always more that can be done. There's always something that you can work on. Yeah. And for me, I guess it's kind of my way to just like justify my escape a little bit.
0: Mm, Yep.
1: Um. So that's what it is for me. And and let me tell you, when I realize that I'm doing that, I've I've got to make a change because it's it's about to go downhill from there.
0: Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think that's super powerful, though, that you're able to say it exactly like the way that you're most tempted, right, to move away yeah. from being centered. Absolutely. Um, and I also want to remember right now that Jesus is the one who says to us, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, right? Yeah. And, and there's this call throughout the Bible of being still, of quieting your soul, And I think we should talk about that, like as a group tonight and through some of the questions and I will statements, we can get into that a little bit more, Definitely. but I I think like, you know, in the middle of your homework session, next time, Lindsay, (laughs) just remember Jesus is saying to you, come to me. You're looking a little bit burdened. (laughs) That'll change a lot. I think it will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's the questions. Okay. Number one, how do you know when you're centered? I think this is going to be some good reflection time for us as a group.
1: Question two, what is your distraction of choice that keeps you from centering? And explain what this is. I mean, for me, it was homework, mm-hmm. so I know you guys have one.
0: Absolutely. Okay, and then question three is this. How do you approach hard conversations and topics when you are centered versus when you are not? I think this is going to be a good time to like really identify those things that let us know when we're not centered. Absolutely. There it is. Well- Highland, we hope that you can become centered as a group this week. And we look forward to these conversations. Yeah. Lindsay, thanks for being on the podcast. Of
1: course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. See you guys this
0: week. Bye.